been crazy for luxury collaborations. This have recently partnered with Gucci at Milan Fashion Week. Balenciaga is one of my favorite brands now. So everyone, welcome back to the Crept You Podcast. We've got another banging episode in store for you today. We've got Ben Gallagher over here, absolute legend. Um, and we're here to talk about Ben's story, you know, his business experience, what he does and all things like that. So I think first things first, you know, who are you, Ben? How old are you? And um, what do you do? I'm Ben. I'm the co-founder of Lux Collective. Um, we're a company that buys and sells pre-loved designer women's bags, clothing, accessories, shoes. And yeah, like, like I said, exclusive for women. Um, 22 years old. Been doing Lux Collective since 2018, where it started like on and off. Wow. And then, yeah, so here we are still going. Four since you was 18. Since I was 17. 17? Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Did so you I ever, did you, I was going to say, did you ever see it being where it is now when you was back at 17? Nah, so old? that's what, that's what everyone says. Like, uh, um, like, did you expect Lux Collective to be where it was? When I first started Lux Collective, it was just to like make a little bit of money on the side. Mm. It was just to like extra money to go out with my friends, um, just to prove to myself that oh, I, I, like, yeah. I can make a little bit of extra money. And then after lockdown, everything just changed. And it was like, this is this is gonna be serious. And I think as soon as you get that belief of it's gonna be something big yeah. and you just channel in and focus, then I was just like, I just went tunnel vision and that was it. Mm. So did you, so you started at 17? Mm-hmm. You didn't go to university? No, no. How come? I hated school. Did you? I like, as a kid, like proper bad place in school. Like I, I never, like I probably looked like I fit into all my mates and like yeah. felt, they felt like I fit in, but like deep down me, myself, mm. I was like, oh, like I'm missing something. Like I'm yeah. I'm not right. Like I don't feel right here. Um, like there was just times in lessons and times like I was just, oh, it's just, like it's just a dead bad period in my yeah. life. Yeah. And then I think everyone was applying to unis, going off to uni. And I was just like, I, like, this, it doesn't do it. interest me at all. Yeah. Was your parents pushing you towards it? Or? So it's funny. So I'm a, one of four. I'm the youngest. Okay. I've got an older brother, two older brothers and an older sister. And like my parents were, I think because back in the day, because they're quite a bit older than me, back in the day, like the thing was to go to uni, yeah. get a good job, get a good degree, and then you set happy days, do whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. And then so my oldest brother, he went to uni. Then my second oldest brother, who I do the business with, Joe, he went to uni, but didn't want to go to uni. My mum kind of pushed, yeah, pushed him to yeah. go. And then my sister, she was similar to me, hated school, didn't like school at all. Yep. And then she went to uni. And then I think cause, cause Joe went away for uni, my mum didn't really see how much he, she hated, he yeah. hated it. Yeah. And Bryony, when she went to, she only went to a local uni. So she was coming home and my mum could physically see, oh, she doesn't enjoy this. So when my sister was like, I don't want to go to uni, my yeah. mum was like, yeah, I don't want to make it feel like this. Just do whatever yeah. you want to yeah. do. So she went off and got a job. And then it was down to me. And then I think she was just like, just do whatever you want do to do. Want. Just do whatever <laughs> makes that you happy. Sounds like similar to me because my parents was like, you go into uni, like no question. Mm-hmm. And then I applied and then everyone watches this. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I didn't go to uni. I'd never, I'd went to, I did like two months yeah. in my first year. But you just never turned up. Just never turned up. Yeah. And then I was just, that was like a rough period of my life in the first year of uni anyway. Yeah. I was, um, wasn't in the best mindset. And then I just didn't do that. And then was working part-time at JD. Yeah. And then I quit JD to go and start reselling full time mm-hmm. and then carried on with like a poor mentality. Yeah. And then mum's like, you're going back, like you're going back to a, and then 100%. I think I, I reapplied to uni 
I did um I did a different course mm-hmm. and then I only did like two days of it. What courses were they? Um, they were business orientated. I can't remember exactly yeah. which one. I think it was international business management, and then there was some like more towards marketing. Yeah. But when I reapplied to uni, I did like two days, and never really went. And then I and it was like December when we, so we'd been doing Crypt Chief Notify yeah. and Crypt Chief for a little yeah. bit at this point, and then in December we relaunched Crypt Chief Notify. And I was like, this is this is what I'm doing full time. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna do it. And I don't even think I told my mum then that I'd not been going to uni. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think you did. Nah, so I was just coming to office every single day. Um and then I think it was March time the following year, so just before lockdown, I yeah. was like, Mom, I'm gonna drop out of uni. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing me, I hadn't been like all yeah. year. Um, no, obviously not knowing what was gonna come yeah, before yeah. lockdown and everything. I was like, I'm dro- so that was very good timing. I'm dropping mm-hmm. out, I'm dropping out. Because we achieved like a really good subscriber base. And yeah. I was like, I'm mum, I could be making this amount of money yeah. per month yeah, off the yeah. business. Like, why am I going to uni for? Um, what, did you, what was she like to that reacting wise? She wasn't pleased. Yeah. And then... Just because obviously I'm guessing not business orientated, entrepreneur orientated. No, so my, um, my biological father's always been like business, business, business. And then from my mum being with him, she's always understood that I yeah. was going to be doing business and a businessman. But because she her and my stepdad never got the opportunity to go to uni okay because, yeah um because of their backgrounds and my mum had to once she leaves school she had so to it was an opportunity grandma. for you wasn't it it was to go op- to go to uni in her eyes yeah it was it was it was her way of going to university yeah yeah, by pushing you. Me. yeah 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 and it just wasn't for me and um she ended up after i think it was through lockdown i was like this is it this is what i'm doing and she yeah. just came to a realization and then it was my birthday in april last month yeah. and we were sat down and we were talking about it second I'm March 30th, so yeah, very close. Pretty close. Aries. Um, very much so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My ex-girlfriend will tell you. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were sat down at dinner. And I think like we were talking about the university thing and my mum said like, you don't have to go if you don't want to to my little brother. Yeah. Like she came to an understanding that it's very not similar. actually for everyone. Yeah. Very similar to my parents. I think yeah. I think it's the worst thing as well. It's like getting pressurised into doing something that you yeah, don't yeah. want to do. Especially something like uni where you're literally signing up for debt. You're signing up for like a long, period. A long period. I don't time. think yeah. people necessarily think about the debt personally. I think it's just an excuse that people love yeah. to throw around. But even then I think it's like, it's, it's signing yourself up for something that like, you know, you might not necessarily want to carry out. And especially if you like, but because I wanted to go to uni for a bit because I was just lost in terms of what I wanted to do. Yeah, like it's I wanted- like a it's like a kind of period it's where it's like yeah. I'll go to uni and maybe find yeah. some, maybe find what I want to do. Mm. But people are just like going to uni and get like screwed up as well. Yeah. Like. yeah. Oh good, yeah, like a, a, sure. yeah, a lot yeah. of my mates, especially first year, mm. they went and like like just don't party, go to uni yeah. party. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think my brother was the same when he went to uni. He failed first year. No one ever fails first year. It's yeah. impossible to but fail he, first year. Yeah, but he he chose to go on a university holiday instead of do his exam so that's why that's why he failed first Classic. year but that's why he just did like he just hated uni just didn't yeah. want to be there i think when we was in college will so these lot went to manchester because it was buying shoes from like a store yeah and um will was in manchester and he gets Aww. a phone call from his professor and she's like will where are you your exam starts in 10 minutes <laughs> and he was like Fuck. Yeah. Was just no, I, think, I think that was the Japan NMD drop one. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. So when like Japan NMDs first came 20, out, that was that drop. 2017. I was going to say yeah, 2018. Way back. Yeah, 2017. He left uni at uh, yeah. college then. That was a crazy one. That was a... Uh, uni's a, a difficult one. I, I personally, if you're going to go into business, yeah. I wouldn't recommend nah. university. No, I, w- I wouldn't at all. Like, if you're going to get a job in business, like in marketing, mm. or you're going to do like stuff like project management, Fair enough, go yeah. to uni. But and I think, if you I want think, to own your own thing, 
you've got to do it like I think it. you know pretty early whether you want to do your own thing or whether you want to work in a yeah, company. Sure. And then if you do eventually want to do your own thing, you evolve throughout the years and it's ga- like gathering all that information and knowledge through the corporate world or through the startup or whatever bit route you take. Like it's essential, like yeah. going to uni because that's you needed to get your foot in the door yeah. that way. So like, it, like I'm not sitting there saying like uni's a bad thing. You shouldn't go to uni. No, no yeah, way. it's not a bad thing. It's, no. it's 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 important if you want it. Like it, it, you just have to know yourself and be self aware of what mm-hmm. you want. You can learn a lot about yourself as well. Yeah, you meet for a lot sure. of different people from all over the place as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's why I like going uh, London a lot because like it's not full of Londoners. Obviously it is, but it's also full it's of international. everyone. Yeah, everyone. I think. Um, you know Matt from Midnight. He did yep. a TikTok the other day, and he was saying like, literally, you are, you know pretty early on whether you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, so, yeah. Or not. This is what I was going to ask you because literally ever since I was like 14, 15, 16, like mm-hmm. I was very lucky that my dad he owned his own business as well. So but he that's, was that's like, the case for yeah. all of us. Every he was like ramming it down my throat. Like he was like, he was just saying to me like, if you you know if you want to like make money and you want to like become successful in that, there's only one way, and it's like you got to start a business yeah. and that. Like he was like proper like heavy on that. So I always knew in like the back of my head, I was like, I'd like tell my friends, I was like. You know, one day I'm going to be so successful. I'm going to have like Ferraris and that. And yeah, like, yeah. But I had no idea. And like I said to you, you know, it comes to when I was 16 years old, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Yeah. And then very luckily, you know, Will picked me up and he was like, like, do you want to cook? Because he knew that I knew quite a lot about computers and that. And he invited me into like his business. And he said like, you know, if you do some like coding for me and that, I'll give you like a share of the business. And yeah. then from there, that's just when it all clicked for me. And I was obviously doing reselling and stuff before that. But yeah, yeah. That's, I think um, for our um, kind of like, era of people i would just say our generation generation our generation the 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 way they get into business is just reselling because it's so yeah, it's so it's easy and it's like if you, if you if you think about all the people who are who are very successful now who were just a little bit older than us like five six seven yeah. years older yeah. they all start through reselling 100%. all of them it's such a it's such like an easy way it's basic it's yeah, like yeah, gary yeah. v as well you yeah. know when he does like the trash talk and that and he goes yeah. around i love it like i love seeing it and even him he's just like showing like how you can just go buy from one place sell at another place and you can make a profit in between gary v used to go back in the day go into a supermarket get a um, pick up like buy a, it was like a figure for a, yeah. a, a dollar Mm-hmm. And then you didn't have to have a receipt to return things in them days. So I used to go across the street, uh, across the street to another store and where they were selling at $10 wow. and just say, I want to return these. Wow. And he was, that was when he was like 12, yeah. 11. Like he's, he's amazing. I had um, a similar concept a few years ago. So when I was working at JD, like you weren't allowed, <laughs> you weren't allowed to use staff discount on high end, like not high end products, but yeah, yeah, yeah. products like Yeezys and stuff. But for some reason they didn't clock it on the website yeah. that you could use the staff discount yeah, yeah. and, at JD, they do like unlimited staff discount weekends every so often. And coincidentally, on the one weekend that the years is released and was on the website, <laughs> they had unlimited, they had unlimited staff what's discount. What's unlimited staff discount mean? It's like, so you get 25% off, but you have a limit of how okay. much you can use for yeah, a year. Yeah. Um, but on this one weekend, I think it's up to 50 grand. I was say, unlimited staff discount sounds like free stuff. Literally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, 100% so, off. <laughs> yeah, so you get up to like 50 grand on this weekend to like use of discount. And we was knocking Yeezys down for online from 170 to 125 <laughs> or 135. And we'd also bought loads in store in the Liverpool JD store. Yeah. So we had all these in-store receipts at 100. Be careful what you're saying, it. they might come after you. Screwed you. <laughs> um, and they had all these receipts at 170. And we was like, I've just bought all these for 125 on the website. So <laughs> I started I started returning the Yeezys back to JD. Oh, because your discount? Yeah. Oh. At £170. Yeah. Because we don't, obviously it's the same cards and stuff like that yeah, that we yeah, were yeah. using anyway. How didn't they pick up that you were getting a discount? 
They did. Oh, they so did. I nearly I, I nearly got fired and I nearly got two people fired for it as well. Because we I was using their accounts for the discount. Heavy. Yeah. Heavy it was, but so like our area manager came into the store and our manager at the time saved us because it was just before Christmas. He was like, if you're going to fire three members of staff, I'm not letting you fire them three. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. There's no way. Not for that. Like yeah. I can't lose them three before Christmas. So they like just putting a shift in, making money. Yeah. Shout like, out to Josh. Did you have to, make, <laughs> did you have to pay it back? Or did nah, no. Um, we didn't end up managing to get all the refunds because it comes up with size yeah. like, on the till. So like you could only match it up to like the service yeah, yeah, sizes. Yeah, yeah. Did you get some free back? Did yeah, we got, we got we got a few back. We got a few. We sent a few back. Money to JD. generated. <laughs> Literally, real, in real life, money glitch. Buy them from JD. Return them to JD. Make more money. There's defo stuff like that that you can do right now as well. Oh, I know. 100%. I actually know one right now. This is Fitbit. Yeah. There's like so. I don't. We do. This is something that we debated pushing in CCM. But basically, Fitbit made a Fitbit like a year or two ago. It's, it's the Ionic Fitbit. Every single model of it has been recalled. You can buy them on eBay for like hundred pound, and you can just return them to Fitbit for three hundred and thirty dollars. Oh, happy days. Happy days. Happy, happy days. But <laughs> that's literally a prime example of one that you can do right now. Um, yeah, there's loads of stuff like that. There's pricing errors all over the stuff on yeah, websites yeah. and that. Yeah, like I know myself, like mm. it, it happens all the time on our website where we price something up, like for say zero pounds, just because we've missed it and someone yeah. buys it. But obviously, <laughs> obviously we're not going to send yeah, it out. Nah, no way. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying like, I'm, like my point is mistakes happen on websites yeah. all yeah, the time. 100%. Especially for companies such as big as JD. Yeah. Like the billions and billions of pounds going through the company every year. So like they're not going to like clock onto a little website yeah, which yeah, like yeah. Um, one member of staff figured out you can use your staff discount online. Yeah. yeah. And I, I bet some possibly members of staff do it on purpose and then tell the mates to do it maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's what, I, that's what I did. We was all doing it. Like yeah. it was literally like, I was like, boys, I can get all these on staff discounts. So it was literally <laughs> running through, literally checked out every single pair we could buy. So that's when you see pictures on like Instagram, pictures on like, like Facebook or whatever. And there's just tons and tons of shoes in someone's like garage. Like that's how they're getting them all in it. Like yeah. they're glitching the system some way. It's yeah, not yeah. just like they're obviously being lucky in raffles. Yeah. So that's what um, Milo used to do as well. With Will they used to have a botting company. Yeah. Um, and they would literally. Because so your background's bot- computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it's all that programming stuff um, like that. Raffle botting. So they would used to be able to get hundreds, if not thousands, of entries into like yeah. one. So pff. there's a story about Nike and one of the sons or something one of the oh, oh yeah, no, that one of the executive really sons yeah. Yeah. yeah that was he's Nike gone just, now though I think yeah, Nike yeah, have just she, called out StockX as well yeah seen that they've been all over it they've been all over it for a while they've been scrapping for a little bit now. I'll tell you what though StockX's reply like response to to Nike calling them out was good do you see that I can't remember exactly it. what they said it, they just like said it in a very professional way it's like it's not us it's Nike who aren't keeping up with the times yeah. that's why they're coming at us because they, they haven't figured out what to do I, themselves. I, I, can, I can somewhat see it, but also Nike Iron. So what it was about was the... NFTs. They bought, yeah. they bought the four pairs of shoes that were tied to the NFTs that StockX was selling yeah. and it was unauthentic. So they say. So, so Nike so say. Nike say. Mm. Um, but, and I, I obviously you hear of... But I, I know multiple people that have had issues with StockX. Yeah, yeah but like authentication's hard, especially when they're doing it at that scale. Yeah. So like eBay, we used to order stuff back in... Not back in the day because it was when... Or, um, or verified authentic eBay yeah, stuff came out. About. We've bought stuff off eBay and it's been fake. Like, like, and we've tried, mm. we've tried to ring them up. I was on the like phone to them for like six months, and then like they just like because they're a big company, they have got like this massive ego. They don't want to admit that they've yeah, done something yeah. that's like like we're, we like, could never mess that up. It's I know. Like, well, she, yes, she can exactly. Like, I, I was being dead nice about the situation. I was like, look, I'm in a, I'm in the same business as what you guys yeah. doing on this, on this type. Like, I know mistakes can happen, but like, I just. Just, I just want my money back. Yeah. And then like six months later, they reached out to me on LinkedIn, so it wasn't long ago. And um they were like, Oh yeah, we want to do this with you, we want to team up, we want we want you to use our platform. And I was like, Yeah, well I, like I would. 
but you owe me 300 quid. <laughs> <laughs> and also, that was like, you also banned me off eBay. So we, wow. you could, you could link your Shopify to eBay yeah. and you can sell through eBay. So what yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. do is sell all our old stock on eBay because like, obviously you want it to get it, uh, you want yeah. your stock turned around quickly yeah, yeah. and all the old stuff that aren't sold, they just sell it through yeah. eBay for a yeah. discounted price. EBay. Yeah. But because we linked our Shopify account and we put it all together, what happens with eBay is when you first go on it, they limit your account spend. Yep. Yeah. So what, what I was doing was linked it all up and then eBay bans me because we went above the spend yeah. limit. But then they also said, you've got um, so much design stuff on here. It, it must be all fake. So they said, all your stuff's unauthentic. What? You're banned. Please use another platform to sell your That's stuff. That's insane. So they literally told us not to use their platform. Then like a year, two years later, they were like, do you want to come on our platform and sell stuff? And I was like, well, yeah, but you banned us. So I don't when, want When it. was no. this? A few months ago. So like the, when it happened, when they banned us was about a year ago. Yeah. And then had that issue. So I opened, opened another account to buy stuff on. Yeah. Um, we'll buy stuff on it. Then they would ban us. They, they, what happened then? Um, the fake stuff came through. And then I was like on the phone to them for like six months trying to get my money back. They didn't get my money back. Then six months later, um, they reached out to us to sell on the platform, which was like two months ago. Was yeah. It? So we, we just did work with eBay about literally two months yeah. ago through yeah. February and March for um, promoting the sneaker guarantee and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that was good. Fun. And you were like, it's like it's it, the guaranteed authentic. That was, we was, we was very curious at first because obviously like you've seen issues with StockX mm. and stuff yeah. like that. And eBay first hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish um, I brought them now to show you because they're obviously fake. Like they, um, We've had, we've had some tragic fakes. Yeah. They had like we've been done a few times. We've been done off eBay. We have been done off eBay. Travis Scott, I got done a Travis Scott ones. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, mm. but stuff like that. No. And I mean, you didn't bring this up to them when you when you did the work for them. You like no, I never did. Honestly, this, this was like three years, years ago. Oh, okay. yeah, this, this was like when we first started Crep Chief. Yeah, that's one video we're gonna do soon though. Is we're gonna try and like get a load of fake person and like send them over to like StockX and eBay and see what goes through. So that's that's what I wanted to do, but I feel like in business you can. So like it would work perfect for you, yeah. But for me, it was like in business you can build you can build a mm. very good business two different ways. You can either build the biggest building or you can knock everyone else's building yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if I did a video like that, it's knocking someone else's business yeah. down, and yeah. I don't want to do it that yeah. way. I want to approach it the way that I want to build the biggest building. Yeah. And if everyone else is building a big building, as long as it's not as big as mine, I'll be happy. But I'll be yeah. happy for them as well because they're doing they're putting the graft and they're doing there it was, well um, as well. Was it Travis Scott ones the original? That's when it was. it was. So this was a major thing for StockX as well. So when Travis Scott ones originally released the brown pair. Yeah. With like um, the pink laces? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had the pink laces and stuff. Yeah. Some guy was sent like a hundred pairs <laughs> to StockX and every single pair got through yeah. that were fake. And he came out and did like a Twitter thread on it and stuff. How many times do you reckon that happens? Oh, I reckon it happens all the time. Yeah. But you got to think like they're employees. I wonder like, what the discrepancy rate is on it. It's yeah. got to be like 10%. If maybe. they're having like a bad day, you know, and they're just like a bit like down and that, they it, might just slip up. Yeah. Like it just happens. People yeah. just make mistakes every now and again. Yeah. Like well, unless you're using like software or something, I don't really see like how they can really be yeah. like detected. That's what we interpreted to our business. Like we yeah. use software now. So mm. we like, we make sure nothing or unauthentic yeah. can get through like the software we use. The, the thing is as well, TikTok really on that one. It looked yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. The thing is with the, um, that kind of business is it's so large that yeah. like the employees are so far down the food chain. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like the employees that are yeah. authenticating, they don't curb no, that they don't much. Yeah, no way. Like they don't There'll be a few curb. that are like buzzing when they spot a fake, yeah. but there'll be a large amount who are just there to get paid. Just literally, literally just getting paid. Like, like in any business, it's the same. That's all right, boom, straight through. Every employee does it. As long as it ticks a few certain boxes that the authentic's you like there'll be like a tick box and say if it matches yeah and if they don't ma like if they match up to most of them 
they'll just like fly through and tick the boxes because yeah. yeah, I'm guessing that they'll probably have like a quota that they have to yeah. get through per day. Yeah, so they'll just want to yeah. do and they'll just want to get them done and get off. Yeah, yeah literally 100%. And I think like people who buy off these platforms and like just like the general public, they aren't empathetic to that. They're like, they say they're authentic, so they yeah. must be authentic. Like obviously, yeah, but you've got to understand that one in 10,000 could get through mm-hmm. and you might just be the person that you get the fake on. Yeah. I, I definitely reckon it's I a think, lot more than that. I reckon yeah. it's a high rate, to be fair. Especially higher though, than it should be. Especially with the, uh, like, streetwear industry like with the luxury wear mm. the, obviously mm-hmm. streetwear is mass mass scale luxury yeah. is mass but streetwear is street yeah. mass different yeah, yeah. streetwear is different so luxury. many different variations of stuff as yeah. well and like pieces they, and they never come out seen all before. the time yeah like with luxury wear like um a new trainer will come out like once every month yeah once every two months like fr- from like mm. and it would be like it's seasonal it, it's like collections yeah yeah so it like, would be the same brand it would be like a banger from louis vuitton with that yeah. month and a banger from prada the yeah, next like the lv but trainers like yeah one yeah, of yeah. Popping like the one the virgil abloh ones yeah yeah, yeah yeah like the ones that oh i Cold. when i went to i went to vegas uh, two weeks ago just came back and i went into there's about seven louis vuitton stores on the strip it's only about three mile long. Wow. There's not one in Liverpool. Every and there's seven on the strip in Vegas. Every single hotel in Vegas has a Louis Vuitton store. Yeah, yeah, That's literally, crazy. literally. And I went into every Louis Vuitton store asking for these Virgil Abloh shoes. Any size, any colour. Don't have them anywhere. Yeah, went into London. Don't have them anywhere. It's, it's Apparently, though, insane. they're in the UAE on the shop floor. And just really? no, no one wants them. Really? So if you want them, it's a completely different kind of like culture. And that's what they said. They it, said yeah. it depends on where you go because something will sell out rapid in Manchester mm-hmm. or London, mm-hmm. but like it would be stuck forever in Vegas. It's like with um, like over there, like I imagine they were like a lot of Philip Plain, Balmain, yeah, like that kind of very clothing. shouty stuff, yeah, yeah massively. Um, so it's just a completely different kind of yeah. fashion sense, isn't it? I yeah, suppose. for sure. It's like everywhere, isn't it? Like Manchester and Liverpool, very different, even though so close. Yeah, literally so different. Like you were saying before, you walked in and Alex has got like yeah. that outfit on. And yeah, you, yeah. Know you can spot the scouts yeah. from a mile away, can't you? Yeah, <laughs> literally. And then you can see a difference in like, you go to London and everyone's in tech fleece. Like. You say, I was literally about to say, like in London, there's the tax driver was like, there's no, there's no people from Liverpool around there. Cause he was like, where are you from? I was like, oh, Liverpool. He's like, oh, you don't see any Liverpool people from around there, do you? And I was like, Nah, like I didn't hear any Liverpool people, but I seen two girls and they were defo scousers. Yeah. Like you just can just tell from what they wear. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Every everywhere's got different fashion. Like we made some t-shirts, um, like before Christmas, and the guy that was making them was like, "This brand is like popping off in Liverpool," and I was like, "I've never even heard of it." What like, brand? I can't remember now. Fashion, sportswear. Um, was it, it was it was fashion. Midnight. Studios. Nah, nah, not midnight. It was when Fair we enough. when we actually did the actual oh, right, t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. I genuinely can't remember. Um, nah, no, we'll, no idea. we'll look for it after, innit? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that is, he said like this is popping off in Liverpool. Um, but I've Li- never Li- seen it before. It was like, oh, we're churning sales. He was ch- throwing numbers at me. I was like, Liverpool's what? interesting for fashion. So, like, it's a very trend based city, and like, yeah. big fashion brands, a lot of them, even though if they're not from Liverpool, they'll target Liverpool first because it's easy to get a trend started in Liverpool yeah. because like once one person wears it, yeah. like a, a group of lads will wear it, they'll go out and it was just like Missoni t-shirts everywhere. Yeah. It's like, it was, uh, Back in the day, Lambin Runners everywhere. Like, and it's just like the same shoe or the same top. Spider t-shirt. Yeah, literally. <laughs> literally <laughs> top. Everywhere, everywhere. And yeah, like I said, it's just, e- it's very easy to start a trend. Was, that's why we- I think, um, sorry, uh, Josh from Undivided Yellow, yeah. when he did um, Yellow World, he did his billboards. Yeah, yeah. I think the first lot he did was in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. And like, he's not daft, there's a reason why. He's, yeah. he's an incredible marketer, to be fair. Yeah, he knows the stuff. Yeah, yeah, Joseph, yeah, yeah. They know the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why we started Lux Collective, because there was a big trend in Liverpool. So there's been like three 
different waves in Liverpool of entrepreneurship mm. and like they've all been trends. So there's been the wave of personal shopping. Yep. Yep. Everyone jumped on personal shopping. And then there was the wave of secondhand designer. Yep. And then there was the wave of sportswear. Sportswear's huge. Yeah, and it's still going a bit at the moment. Like it's still like it's still quite big the sportswear one, but the secondhand one, like it's died down a bit for like people who can start it easy like that. Like yeah. we say, like me and my friend who I live with all, like, all the time say like only like the best like are carrying on now. Yeah. So like, you've still got good personal shoppers. You've still got yeah. good people who are doing secondhand stuff and you've still got good people who are doing sportswear. Just filtered out all the bad people. And yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like any business. Yeah, literally. It's, and, like, it's like what happens at the saturation point in it. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, the good businesses survive and then the people who, you know, can't stick it out; they just die off. We've yeah, seen yeah. that in our industry. A lot 100%. of a lot of groups die out, and, and I think passion off. comes a, come, is yeah. a big is a big concept as to why they die out. It's just because it's like they see other people making money from it, they see other people doing well off it, and they're yeah. like, "I want a piece of that." And then obviously, people, not that they're not cut out for it, but there's an element of not being cut out for it, and yeah. also just being an element of like, "That wasn't me; I shouldn't have done yeah. that." Or yeah. at least I learned from well, what I did. People are attracted to like the money. Like that's yeah. what everyone's first thing is: is like, oh, "I'll make some money, start a business." Yeah, yeah. But you have to be passionate about it. You mm-hmm. have to. Otherwise, you can't keep going because, like, once you get the money in, you realize that that doesn't actually make you happy. And, yeah. that, and what actually makes you happy is what you're doing every single day. That's and if, you're, if you're working at some like job that you hate, you know, there's no way you'll be able to carry it on and make it to the top. That's the way I think about it. I anyway. think the like the the early mornings and the late nights like become easy when you like yeah. it. So easy. Like, there's nights where I don't do it too much anymore because I'm very conscious about like my mental health and like yeah. physical health as well. But it's like there were some days where I'd be just working a three, four hours kit. Like, yeah. like just because I was loving it so much, I was yeah. so busy and I needed to get all this stuff done. I was didn't have any team members, like I didn't have anyone working yeah. for us. So it was just me and Joe. And it was like, we have to get this done. We we can't sleep. Like like we can sleep, but like we yeah. like limited. We just need to get what we do. And like obviously since we've hired people and since we've got people in, it's become a lot less stress and a lot less like pull down on us. And yeah, I just feel like like again, t- like hiring for you for your team and I get you guys know it as well because you've hired like it becomes yeah. a lot less stress and a lot yeah. less pressure off your shoulders as and well. there's a lot more like taken on a lot more work yeah. being done like yeah. 100% yeah you know although they may not work as hard as you but like I, the way I see it is like you know if my staff member I should have it worse than any of my staff members like yeah. if they've got a problem like it should be like my problem 10 times more that's yeah. the way I tried to go about so, like, it this was something me and Joe always spoke about um in the past couple of months and it was like you shouldn't be like um the business is doing well. Uh, sorry, um, the, the business is doing well because, no, what was it we were saying? Um, yeah, so this is it. it. Was So team members going on your phone yeah. in, in whilst you're working. And it was like, and I was like, well, we can't tell our team, mem- our members of the team who work for us not to go on their phone if we're going on our phone. Yeah. And then we'll, we would have the conversation, well, we're the boss. Like we can do what we want. And I was like, we so can't, we can't have no, the approach no to- that bullshit when yeah, people yeah. say, do as I say, not it's as like, I do. Yeah. We, we can't have the approach to- we're the boss. We can do what we want. No we, we, if we want to take that approach, that means that we can't take the approach that when the business does well, well we're the boss. It's it, it's because we're, we're the yeah. bosses. That's why the business is doing well. It's we all do the same things as a team. We all do the bad things as a team. Yeah. It's like well, we can we can take the approach that the business is doing well because we are the boss. And then it's like we can all do the same thing together because we're the boss and we can tell you what to do. And we, we also expect you to tell us what to do yeah, and have that level, level playing ground. And I yeah. think you grow so much quicker. And if you're all on the same wavelength, you, like, I think especially when you're in the startup, you can't be, you can't be hiring people just to like, this is advice to people who are looking to stop hiring. It's like, you can't get people in to do like the shitty jobs. You have to do the shitty jobs yeah. and then 
teach the people cool. and then it falls down eventually favor yeah. and favor and favor and then you eventually get those people who like you get on a quick labor turnover to do those jobs yeah. and you understand those are those types of jobs those to do. I was literally yeah. on about this literally the other day with like a customer support job. Yeah. So awesome. we've got a lad in the office and we was thinking like, you know, we like you were saying to him like you, like have a think about where your career want to go like we obviously know that you're not going to do customer support forever yeah. like you know we can just but keep it's getting so people important in. to so give, important. Them, give them that yeah. little thing so yeah. when we're hiring we'll never hire for a job that me and Joe have never done yeah we always yeah, we always the do job the job so like even new roles so like cleaning bags so when we first got into bags we like we never started off with bags we've only been doing it for about 18 months yeah two yep. years when we first started getting bags it's like well me and Joe, even shoes. So I use Joe for an example because he's perfect at it. Cleaning shoes. Yeah. Joe would clean shoes for 10, 12, 14 hours a day. Oh, like, wow. No, warrior. like shift. Like that's, that's proper heavy. shift. Um, so have you ever been employed before? Have you ever been uh, an employee? Like I've, I've been empl employed. So like I've done loads of stuff as a kid. So like entrepreneurial stuff, like started YouTube when I was nine. When you was nine? Yeah, yeah, doing, well, I'm still on YouTube now. Card tricks. Card tricks. Yeah, no yeah. Way. There's one on there from when I was nine. It's like, 60,000 views. Yeah. Um, it's madness because, like, you can tell I'm a kid just doing this card trick, and, like, there's about, I don't know, like, I'd be making it up, but, like, 50 to 100 comments of people, like, engaging Whoa, up with, like, me as a kid. How many views did it get? Like, 60,000 views. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still insane. go on there now. That's insane. Mm -hmm. It was nice. Yeah, yeah. So I feel wow. like deep down, I've always wanted to be, yeah. like, a performer type person or, yeah, like, yeah. Just, just entertain people, something like that. Um, and then obviously you probably did it as well when you were kids, like cleaning cars, sales. I was never into digital stuff, nah, you know, yeah. it was all physical. Um, like grouting my grandma's front patio, like all the time, even <laughs> yeah. when it didn't need grouting, I was just like doing the hours just to get some money. So I've always been like, I always wanted money. And then um, probably because you, you can get a job at 14, can't you? But you can do your referees course, football at 12. Really? So I did my, yeah, so I did my referees course at 12. And then that was good money. It was like thirty pound a match, and it's only an hour. So as a kid, I was like doing well off That's that. Great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Happy days. Like <laughs> more, more an hour than like most people yeah, get a normal job. Was you doing multiple games a weekend? Yeah, so like four games a weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty quid a week. Sick. Yeah, it would all be going like that though, because like I think more so I was like I wasn't really entrepreneurial in that sense. I was more. Get money and spend it. Yeah, yeah. buy stuff. But you're twelve. Yeah, that's yeah. So. I think that's a that's that's a great job if you're twelve and you want to make 120 pound a weekend. Yeah, and it's gone up now. I think Football like referee. 35 because wow. less people want to do it because like they the so shit you shit. get off yeah. the sidelines, yeah. off the players. Like <laughs> I did one like... under 18s game once, and I was like never again because I was I was about yeah, 16, 17 at the time. It's just like I'm not spending my Sunday uh, Sundays running around getting shouted at by kids yeah. who are like like this like yeah. the shit of footy as well. Like they're not even good. Do you know what I mean? It's um, going to keep you on the hustle though, isn't it? That's yeah, like, de definitely. And I think Joe's always been like that as yeah. well. Joe was always very entrepreneurial in terms of buying and selling. So he'd buy boxes, sell them on eBay, candles, sell them on eBay, really? um, caps, sell them on eBay. And then yeah. when I got a bit older, I was like, Joe's doing that. He doesn't have to run around the football pitch. He, like he's just yeah. flipping stuff. And every time he'd do it in like three months phases and he'd go off and I'd just nab his supplier. And then, <laughs> and then I'd, I'd carry it on from him while he moved on to the next thing. So Joe influenced me massively on like the flipping type yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, and then employed, I, I used to work on Manchester Christmas markets okay. at 14. 14? Yeah, yeah, I used to love it. It How was so sick. That? So my brother-in-law had a stall on there, oh, or okay. still does have a stall on there, um, selling like metal figures, so like eight foot, 10 foot bumblebees, stuff what? like that. What? Yeah, yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. They were selling for like 10 grand, eight oh, grand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool stuff, really cool stuff. Jesus. Um, and then employed by Tesco, 
I was on the trolleys. Nice. Um, Decent wage at Tesco. It was part time. As a right? kid, sixteen, yeah. it was Decent. okay. It was like it was probably like it was like ten or an mm-hmm. hour. It's like time and a half on a Sunday as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I got employed by an insurance company in just like my local area. I lasted a month there. Got asked to leave. What was you doing in the insurance? Just admin. Admin. Why yeah. was you asked to leave? No. Yeah, uh, <laughs> just um, just like interrupting loads and like like I was like being a class clown in yeah. a work environment. Oh dear. Yeah. But like Perfect. that was just who I am. That's yeah. what I still like now in my office that um, all my team are in. Yeah. Still the class clown, still That's trying to make people laugh. Exactly yeah. our environment. I can it? imagine in a corporate place like that, like it's a yeah, they weren't happy. They weren't happy. Like, in an office like ours or an office like yours, it works perfectly. Yeah. It's about having a good time. Buzz off like, it as well. Yeah. One of us will just stand up and they'll just be like, "Yeah, match your mum's fit." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but like that, like I feel like if you don't have that, like like just that, it makes yeah. your day. Sometimes you, you go home and think. When he, when when I stood up and said, or when he stood up and said, Max's mum's fit, that was so funny. And it just makes your day. Like yeah. sometimes you're having a shit day, little things like that that you yeah. don't get in a corporate job yeah. just make you laugh so much. And it comes back to like what I was saying before. Like you've got to like love what you're doing. You've got to be like excited to wake up yeah. in the morning. And that's what like, and that's what I find is like people aren't going to work for you for like money. Like there's just no way. Like people are they're just looking for happiness. I think so you've got to make it like happy. You've got to make the, happy. With vibes. the Gen Z and millennial era, mm. money is like very yeah. low down on the list 100%. as to why they want to work for you. Yeah, as long as you're giving them you, you was the first to start saying that yeah. of us, like. as long as you're giving them like the basic needs of yeah. what they need in life if you're giving them enjoyment happiness excitement it's something very hard to give people if you're giving them that they'll yeah. hold on to it well it's like if you look we will use tiktok for an example you don't, no one makes money from watching tiktok mm-hmm. but everyone just tries yeah. to fill the time with yeah, fun yeah. and entertainment yeah, yeah. so if you provide that kind of value in a workplace yeah people are going to want to come onto one it's like invaluable to use yeah. tiktok it's invaluable like the price of la- like the price of laughter is of laughter is literally priceless yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, there's just no better feeling yeah. and like you can't create it really unless like you watch it on tiktok or like in the office or whatever but like you literally go out and seek it like it like yeah. and, and people are lucky enough to have it in a workplace like people who work the corporate jobs or the nine to fives or whatever they go and seek it like because yeah. like through the social media apps and that and they want it they want to be filled with it because there's something missing mm-hmm. that they they they, they 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 don't get like on a daily basis so we're all very lucky that we do have that all the time every yeah. day did you find that um working in a job helps you like learn learn different things like to take towards your business yeah i learned that i didn't want to work in a shitty Dude, job so like, like, that's what i was going to ask next it's like what what made you decide you know what was going to like i feel like, what was like um, a turning point did you have like a turning point well yeah it was either um so i got asked to leave but i yeah. knew i was leaving soon anyway because so they didn't fire you they asked you to leave yeah they asked me to leave yeah yeah we'll save you the yeah. <laughs> yeah literally it's like when a footballer or a manager gets asked yeah. to leave from a football club yeah. um it was so I, I knew I was leaving anyway because I had an apprenticeship lined up with the civil service okay. in London. What's that? Civil service is just like the government. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was doing like project management. So like I think the project was, do you know, like um, in airports, like the security, like where the beepers, like beep, yep. beep, beep. Uh, I think I was just going to fit all them in, like, wow. but like or like project manage that, but only as an apprentice. And we were still doing Lutz Collective at the time, and it was either open a shop with Lutz Collective. Well, I say a shop. It a was shop like a brick and mortar. Or yeah, yeah, stuff. but like I say a shop, it was like an office space in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. So like there's a place in Liverpool called the Secret Warehouse, which we first moved into. Like amazing place. Like amazing if you want to go up and yeah. start your own thing. Um, and you just rent a room. Okay. And the room was like, I said on TikTok once, it was one meter by one meter. Sometimes <laughs> I say very silly things on my voiceovers yeah. because I'm like, like the other day I said, it's raining inside, but like it was just like a digital shower. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, and people only picked it up picked up on that i was doing it it's picked up on that i said it and then when people were commenting it's just a shower 
I was like, why did I say it was raining inside? It's just a <laughs> but shower. That's what's perfect though with TikTok. Yeah. Like, yeah. We find that if we say something wrong, or like, because Milo talks fast. Yeah. So like people, yeah, are, when Milo's <laughs> on it, bad. people comment and they're like, he talks so fast, he must have done like three lines before when they got on the podcast. Yeah. And it's like, obviously, <laughs> not. Not. someone actually commented. I, comment, I, I swear this person says something stupid in every video to get us to comment. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I don't, but I might from now on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what that's I mean? what we found a lot of like things that yeah. got wrong or that was controversial. Yeah. That's what works. That, I found that out like, early what? days. Like, yeah. like uh, first 10, 20 videos, I was like, people love stupid stuff mm. and people love when you're wrong. Wrong yeah, is the big time. I think Say the, something wrong. I think the best word to something. use like to sum it up is controversy. Yeah. Yeah. Controversy. Controversy bangs on TikTok. Controversial things just yeah. like they I always do on every social media. I did something about Molly May being a um creative director of PLT, like um or no it wasn't, it was the twenty four hours in a day comment. Mm -hmm. And I backed her for it. So did I, I back it as well. <laughs> and then and well. then it got like a million views in a day because it was a very hot topic and it was very controversial, yeah. my opinion was against a lot of our audience's yeah. opinion. And we I think, think it was misunderstood what-, what No, it 100% was. And then when all the comments came through from the Molly May saga, and like, I was, I kind of got a lot of empathy towards the people who like were commenting because it's like, okay, I didn't really think of that. And, yeah. really, and that's exactly what she was in that moment. It was like, she's so focused and so channeled in on what she wants to do that she mm. forgot about those people. Yeah. And yeah, you could argue that she she's in a position of privilege and she has to think about those people. But like she's just a kid and she, she's like, still she's just, 20 yeah. Molly's 22 23 yeah and it wasn't like age. a mistake it was just like the, the meaning didn't convey what she actually meant yeah and she was on a business podcast yeah talking to Stephen Bart Stephen Bart was like yeah completely agree yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he no, no backlash for Not even well. no backlash for him yeah, yeah, yeah. but like that's what I was really that was like the thing that really annoyed me is like um and I asked Marnie the same thing she's um she owns a jewelry store and I was like, how do you find it being a woman in business? Mm -hmm. Like, because I've seen men go and say exactly what Molly May yeah. said, exactly yeah. the same thing. But then Molly May says it and she's a woman. Yeah, yeah. And she's treated differently, completely yeah. differently. And I, that that wasn't like, that was something that like, I really made my mind. Like, I don't know whether it. it was the woman in business factor. I think it was just Molly May's got famous. A lot of people think through just a television show. Yeah. So people love to throw the phase around. Lucky. They got lucky. Yeah. They're, very, they're successful because they're lucky. And Molly I can't had like lie. 200k followers for sure. I know, I know. But that's what people say, like the accelerated followers. Yeah. She'll admit like, yeah, the accelerated followers, but mm. she'd still have loads of followers now because she was so consistent. We, our business wouldn't be what it is without yeah. lockdown, without COVID. But like- Swear. And same, same with me and, and TikTok. Yeah, literally. Like yeah. that's a question we get asked all the time. Would you be where you are without TikTok? No. Obviously not. Yeah. Like nah. obviously not, but we would still be further ahead of what we were because we yeah. would have either gone harder on YouTube, we would have maybe looked at Discord, we maybe yeah. would have done something that wasn't TikTok. It's just TikTok's taken up so much of our time in the past three years that that it's banged for us. And obviously yeah. it has because we took it seriously, we've been consistent with it, and we've built a community on there. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. It's an absolute it's just insane. It's an insane platform, but it's like, I think that like, I think in business, you know, you kind of like, you just could to keep going. If you just keep, yeah. like you said, like, you know, either, even even if TikTok didn't bang for you, you yeah. carried on going, doing something else, you just committed to the cause. Like, yeah. I think that's what you've just got to be. You just got to be like, you know, I'm going to go ahead on this road and I'm just not going to give up. And like, no matter what, I'm going to try and make it work. I think there was a phase through Lux Collective where I was going to Joe, Joe, like we're not making any money. Like we're doing this every single day. We're doing it every, every month. We're carrying it on. When are we going to start to lose money? Uh, when are we going to start to make money? Yeah. Is it worth? Is it worth us doing this? And he was like, Ben, 
it's gonna snowball. It's gonna snowball. Just trust, just trust. Especially and with then, items that he was doing, like yeah. in like designer items, always have a market for them. In my yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Like me and Joe were arguing about this the other day. Um, he was going like cause I was saying, there's definitely a recession coming because like oh, it's fact. Yeah, and it's fact. he was going luxury items are recession proof, and I was going be careful for what you wish for. Be careful for what you say because. I think saying recession proof is very risky. And then mm. he started expanding on his point. And it's like, Hermes was around since 1837. And they're still around same now. thing to me the other day. There was like designer clothing, like made it through. Uh, everything through all these every, recessions yeah. like Louis Vuitton's over 100 years old. Yeah. Hermes over 100 years like, old. Name, Goyard, a, name a luxury, luxury, luxury brand that has fallen off. You I don't I think you can. Have you not got any secret ones? No, I, like I think you could name like Fallen Juicy off. Couture. They're not luxury yeah, though, but no. they were like fashion we're and talking, mass. We're talking houses. Like, like, fashion like luxury houses. fashion houses. They don't because they're just such powerhouses. Yeah. I can't really think of like what I could, I could think of like a few watch companies. Yeah. Um, mm. Like Frank Muller. Like no one's really buying Frank Muller anymore. No one really buys Hublot. Mm -hmm. um, stuff like that. But, but they're still big like names. Fashion. They're still big names. Like you still see people wear Hublots, yeah. but like. Amir Khan got his Frank Muller robbed the other day in London. Yeah. Like there's still a market for them because people are robbing them in it. <laughs> it's madness when did you realize like tiktok was the new social media for you uh, like because you say you started three years ago yeah but yeah when you started yeah yeah did you know like the potential of tiktok yeah so obviously we were speaking before gary v was talking about this three four years ago yeah. tiktok like four years ago before anyone was on it like as it just got bought from musically he was saying TikTok, get on TikTok, get on TikTok. So wow, so it was bought from Musically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now the Chinese own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, like, I was, I knew you had to create videos to yeah. be to to create because Gary V was like, content is the variable to success. Yeah. Content is the variable to success. So I was like, I one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, see yourself as a media company first. I was like, I sell shoes. How can I be a media company? Because I was like, Gary V's the god. He's right. I'm gonna be a media company first. And then I would I would create videos and but story videos for Instagram. So front facing camera. So similar to how TikTok platform is. So I was as soon as TikTok came around, because I was making story videos for Instagram, yeah. It came very natural to me to make. Like I wasn't good at them, I wasn't the best. I just felt very to. easy, very yeah. natural. But the reason I did Instagram story videos was because I didn't want to put them on the post. I didn't want to keep them there because I didn't want my mates to take the piss out of me. Yeah. I didn't I didn't want them to be there and, yeah. and so people could look back because I probably wasn't fully sure of what I was saying or I wasn't I was I was confident. I was yeah, yeah I just wasn't confident. I just wasn't confident. I think everyone gets yeah. the, gets the with, problem. With a bunch of the staff as well, like they don't yeah. always want to get on camera. Oh no, hundred percent I push everyone who joins our team to do a TikTok as soon as they yeah. join so they get in the rhythm of it. Well, we say to everyone who joins the office now, you ha like you're a, yeah, you're a yeah. character on the on the channel. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you character. can't not be like yeah. it's a it's a it's a necessity to be if you want to join our team. hundred percent. Um but we understand like the people who want to stay away from it. So we, we won't yeah. film them as much, but they'll definitely get involved and say that we're doing a group one. We'd be like, come on, Lou, come down and get involved. Or uh, come it's on, Ellie, come over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, and then I was looking back through my TikToks the other day. So I scrolled all the way down How to the bottom. How many TikToks? Yeah. So three a day on average for three years. <laughs> because like some I've done one, wow. some I've done five, some I've done, yeah. I think I did like 10 one day. So I was testing like what worked the best. Yeah. Three a day for three years or two and a half years. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we worked that out. <laughs> yeah, what, have uh, you, what have you learned from the platform like over the three years? Um, so the three, so I, as I was saying before, I scrolled down to the bottom to see what worked um, in terms of like 
I did eight videos until the ninth video banged. So in the first first hour, got three hundred thousand views. Wow! And that was that was back in that was back in the day. So three hundred thousand views was immense. Um, and it only took me eight videos to figure out the platform. So like the first eight videos, if you look, completely different to that ninth video. That ninth video is me lacing up an Alexander McQueen shoe. And what I got, for, and then the next one, because Alexander McQueen's were banging at the time. Yep. So the next one, I did an Alexander McQueen video, but it wasn't like lacing up, it wasn't a tutorial. It was like more entertainment. So there was a trend in sound at the time going, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. So it was like an Alexander McQueen, oh, yeah, yeah. and it was going, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. And I was like, a voiceover was like, Alexander McQueen's look like Stan Smith's. <laughs> That that one banged yeah. 250k in the first hour. Wow, like and then that. and then from those two videos, I was like, okay. Yeah. Education, lacing up an Alexander McQueen, you're educating someone. That trend in sounds, you're entertaining like you you two laugh. You're you? entertaining people. And also linked in with a trend. So those are the three things: education, entertainment, and trend. So if you want to start building on TikTok, that's the best way of how to produce your content. And then further on. Obviously, you get you get into like okay hooks of videos. Yeah, you get into watch time. How can I increase watch time? Like I said to you before, controversy, mm. controversy. I try and cause controversy all the time. Like if you watch our TikTok, it's it, I produce some very risky TikToks. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a lot of my mates who are, who are into business and do TikTok, I speak to, and they're like, "That's risky. That's risky." A lot of my friends are like, "Yeah, why did you do that? Why did you do that?" And it's like, if you can do these risky TikToks, like if you think about it, a video is like the the smallest amount of risk you can do as a business because it's free to produce, it's free to post, yeah. it's so low risk. So if you produce a lot of low risk content, that means that in business, these bigger risk decisions become very easy to make, to make yeah. because if you're producing low uh, high risk videos, which cost nothing, these um, high risk decisions, which cost a lot of money, like a big order, hiring someone, um, whatever it is that's a bit like, because sometimes people are like, oh, I don't know whether to do it, it's too risky. Yeah. Risky decisions to me are like, easy, can do. And I learn from them. If it, do, if it doesn't work, just like, okay, on to the next. Man, so I've also noticed you don't repurpose any content. No. It's all literally just purpose made. Mm-hmm. So how do you come up with the ideas every day? Like you're making three a day. Yeah. Like, what What's the secret behind that? I think just being so passionate about the industry and being so into, into wanting to know more about the industry. And like, I think something's really important dms so we get a lot of questions on dms what's this what's that yeah. on your tiktok no no instagram yeah. passes through to your instagram. Yeah, yeah 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 because obviously they'll click our instagram profile yeah. and come through to instagram yeah so early days a lot of the content was inspired by dms so alexander wow. mcqueen's were banging at the time and one time they changed font and a lot of people were like these are fake because they've changed the font and i was like no they've just changed the font and i was like oh my god we're getting this question so yeah. much through dms let's do a video about it and then it came apparent to me that I just need to answer people's questions from Instagram DMs on TikTok, TikTok yeah. and they will bang. Wild. Because obviously, if one person's find, uh, wanting to know, a lot of people are going to want to know. 100%. 100%. So if you start in your business, people neglect DMs a lot. It, like, I would say DMs are up there with profit and loss. Do you manage the DMs yourself? No, I used to up until six months ago, yeah, yeah. and then just hand it over. And But I'd always, I, I, look, I look through with DMs every yeah. day. I look through them for, for inspiration for content. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. I don't answer them, but I'll, I'll, I'll look through the ones yeah. that have been answered to That's see like, what are they asking? So are you, are you pre-planning content or are you literally just going out like day by day? Like you wake up, just like think of like three ideas and then just bang them out in the day. And just yeah, yeah. That day. So yeah, like, like, same day. Yeah, yeah. You've yeah. not thought about like going ahead and stuff or you just like. Yeah, I have, but like 
um, very ADHD. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've produced this content now. Yeah. It needs to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Possibly, like, I'll produce videos on a Thursday and a Friday and save them for the weekend. Yep. But Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like, the videos that I'm posting today, I made this morning. Did you post yeah. on weekends? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's something that we, yeah. But it's just at the moment we're just not enough time. I don't, I don't think it's essential to post on weekends. I think if you if you want to be successful, it's not essential to post on weekends. It's just, it's a way to get ahead. Yeah, and you may as well like you know it's like if you don't, you're missing out on like twenty percent of your week or whatever, twenty thirty percent of your week. Exactly. Like you may as well just like save them up and get them out there. Hundred percent. What are your opinions on Instagram as an app? Um, so I posted about on this about LinkedIn. So I did a video about two or three days ago. I posted it on TikTok. 1.6 1.6 million views, 350,000 likes, mm-hmm. posted it on Instagram Reels, 10,000 views, 400 likes, mm. exact same video, exact same caption. And I posted to LinkedIn, I was like, this isn't a platform problem, it's a content problem. And you need to understand what content yeah, works what well different on different uh, platforms. Instagram still provides a lot of value. You just need to work it out. Yeah. I haven't worked it out yet. Although we've got 140, 150,000 followers on there. Yeah. I haven't worked Instagram out yeah, yet. We're, we're the same. We've got 69K followers and the, we're like at a point now where it's like we're struggling to yeah. grow on yeah. Instagram. Unless ha- we're transferring traffic from TikTok yeah. Yeah, back yeah. to Instagram. But organically on Instagram, it's just difficult. Even with Reels, like we can post Reels and we'll get 30,000 views on Reels. Yeah. And we'll gain no followers mm. from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think just the algorithm on TikTok, it must just be designed to be like that certain way where like it just seems that it's very easy, not very easy to understand, but like very easy to understand. Like, nah, it's, I agree. It's it is. not very hard, like you said, in like nine videos. And it's very teachable. Yeah. And it's very predictable. Whereas the Instagram algorithm is mm. not predictable. What I was going to ask you is, how long have you had Instagram for? Three years. Yeah. How did you initially grow? Like the initial first six uh, months to a year we did quite a lot of influence influencer uh, promotions okay. and then we completely cut out influencer uh, promotions like last year yeah and just wasn't Deaded. yeah just don't vibe with it it's too difficult to deal with yeah. they're all absolute yeah it's a risk mm-hmm. as well like, uh, we've dealt with influencers in the past where they just haven't promoted the product we've <laughs> yeah. sent them in our products literally sometimes cost thousands of pounds literally yeah. and we've been like any chance you can do the post for us and they just ignore literally and so i think having contracts if you if you're dealing with influence having contracts in place is very important keep people happy and keep people watching how long do you reckon for tiktok's going to be this organic <sighs> i've no idea i've no gary v thinks I've 18 months over this left. last week left i've literally noticed and that's max that's max that um i've been getting insanely more ads on tiktok yeah. than i've ever done before yeah, yeah. this last week but when i mean organic uh, sorry i didn't mean ads but that's a very yeah. good point I meant like reach. Yeah. How, oh, how the like, normal like, posts. Yeah. yeah. Like like we posted a post the other day, 1.6 million views. So like overpowered. That, like, like that's overpowered. Yeah. Like so it's overpowered. You can't, you can't even pay for 1.6 million nah, views. No, no, no. Like, on if Instagram. you're trying to pay yeah, yeah. for 1.6 million views on an advertisement, that's like, that's going to cost so I much I think in, money. The, in the tube, when you if you pay for an advertisement, but they're about 20 grand for yeah. one weekend. One Literally. weekend, and they and that's only estimated eyeballs. That's like not, that's not like Actual guaranteed. And they're not yeah. like watching your video. Like yeah, when yeah. you make this 1.6 like million view video, you can guarantee like your watch time's extremely high. There yeah, so yeah. many people have actually like fully engaged. And you can the see video. on the analytics yeah. how many how long they watched it for. Yeah. It's not like I was in the tube the other day, I was on my phone. I wasn't looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Like, you were in the tube, you're, stood you're there definitely reading engaged. Like, yeah. like 1.6 million people have engaged yeah. like heavily. I've watched it, yeah. I think on on a, that video, fifty, because I love doing fifty eight second videos. Like I just love that 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 yeah. that. Why fifty eight? 
So like, obviously, if you go over a minute, it, they used to cap at a minute, but they went yeah. to three and then to it's 10. Anything over one minute, I won't post. I yeah. just won't post because I have tried it in the past and they just, it just doesn't engage yeah. with people. 58 seconds is just like, 59 is a bit too close. <laughs> just, I, I, I don't know, yeah. I just, 58, it just works perfect for yeah. me. Amazing. And I feel like I can, I can, because I've been going on TikTok so long, I'm a friendly face, people got a lot, built up a lot of followers, built up a lot of trust. I think people just find our content genuinely valuable. Yeah, yeah, we we I all absolutely love, like Jack, you was on the coach yesterday with Jasmine and uh, his oh, girlfriend. Yeah. And she was just literally flicking through your TikTok. Yeah, she loves, like, it. She that's loves it. I told her I was like, I'm on the I podcast this that. morning. And she was like, no way, like absolutely insane. But I think it's just your content is actually just so engaging and like yeah. so interesting. Like mm-hmm. it's just like the most random things about yeah, every like, time it comes <laughs> up, <laughs> products, like yeah. but like interesting things about them. I think it, that's the most important thing. Is like even stuff the, like the Met Gala yeah. video. I yeah. enjoyed the Met Gala. Yeah, yeah. Just like we're trying to cover all aspects because we know fashion is massive massive like literally. everyone's into fashion whether it's just a pair of shoes for 100 quid or whether it's a bag for fifteen thousand pounds yeah, yeah. we know there's a fashion is massive especially like obviously, the range is insane yeah. everyone wants to look good yeah so and i think yeah, there's a lot of quirky same. things that you've highlighted in your tiktok that like very interesting things that you would never find out yeah. like anywhere else and i think things like that people love these brands and they just want to engage with them on that kind of level where they know like and interesting do you things know what's about so them. interesting for us and i bet you guys probably feel it as well that when you look at ours no one does similar to what we do that's what i was in terms of content like produce like people there's competitors of ours in terms of they buy and sell bags they, yeah. they buy and sell pre-owned yeah. um train no one does the content like we do yeah like, and and I get it because like it's a big step and it, it is it, a huge it, step but it's the step that every yeah, single business take. in my opinion has to make yeah like, i was on the phone not i was on the phone with um, a person who owns a nightclub in manchester the other day yeah and i was telling him like if you want more people in there yeah you need to be doing more content like yeah. you need tiktok you need instagram stories all the time do you know what i think the main reason to why like the our competitors don't do tiktok i think is brand image so like they're luxurious sell Hermes bags, Chanel bags. Mm. Like they probably think producing content on TikTok would reduce their brand image to the clientele yeah. they're trying to sell to. I, but the, the, I don't like, agree. like you like, said, your your clientele, you knew 16 to 24 yeah. girls that fake tan, mm. girl, yeah. girls that love the nails. That was initially. Now, now it's like, it's them, but it's all, we've got like, we've identified probably three or four different target markets we have. Yeah. yeah. And we, we, we target those specific products to those different yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. target, those markets. So, um, but early on, it was essential to understand your target market so you can yeah. grow rapid. But then it's like simple things like if you get, um, if you manage to hook in those people that are 16 to 24 and they've got this new designer bag for cheap and they're like, oh, mum, I've just picked this up for 300 quid. Yeah. Mum's like, yeah. but you know what? I quite like one of them for 300, 400 Swear down, there was well. some, some woman two days ago, 50, 60. I seen her, she seen me and she wanted to pitch with me. No way. Yeah, yeah, because she seen some TikTok. It's <laughs> sick, isn't it? It's sick. I went to yeah, London the other day, the Jacques Mousse store. Um, Ox- o- the one at Oxford Street. Never been stopped so many times in my life. I'd say like 15, 20 people wow. just saying I love your brand, everything. Mm. But like I, I look back and it was like, oh, it's obvious because our, our biggest market is, our biggest like market share is London. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Oxford Street itself, which is obviously like a lot of people yeah. are going to see me there. But like, it's very humbling to like, and be like, I'm producing content to a camera every single day. Like I'm not doing it to, to people. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just, but obviously on the other end, you forget that those people are watching every yeah. single day. It's so crazy. it's class, it's, it's class. Funny every it's time unbelievable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, you, you, you're buzzing when someone yeah, recognizes it. Yeah, literally, it started happening to me over the last like two months, it started happening to me loads. Like on the weekend, literally some guy comes up to me as well and says the same thing. He's like, no way, like watch all the TikToks yeah, yeah. and that. And At first, like, how did you react? I, I would, I don't know. At first, at first it was round here, and yeah. I, I was just buzzing. Like yeah, yeah, I was just yeah. like, no way, like as if like somebody's recognised me and that, yeah. and, like all these things. But it's, I think it's just about like the fact of like you know, 
people actually like the content you're, you're making. creating an impact on yeah you. literally and that like, will help especially with like reselling and that like the amount of people who are just like i love what you're doing like i've made like you, you've helped me make like money and all these things and like i actually like they just say that like, they love the business and that and i feel <clears throat> that it's like it's making the difference that's what really matters and like people mm-hmm. enjoy it and things like that Pro- just producing value like i think that's why we grew so quickly on tiktok early on was because gary v always says give more than you take it's like the education thing I was going to mention before that like I didn't know. Was it you who said the Kardashians can't weren't allowed at the Met Gala? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They, that was like, uh, something I back didn't in the know. day, yeah. Um, and that was like entertaining to me. It's like, all right, okay, like mad. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, so the it biggest was crazy fam- to me. Yeah, they're what? the biggest family in the world. It was crazy to me. It's like, all right, Kim's been married to Kanye. Was well, she not now? Yeah. But she was married to Kanye for what ten years. Yeah, and Kanye has been like in the fashion game for so long. Yeah, and they still Anna Wintour still wouldn't Kanye take. Is. Kim Kardashian. Yeah, like, yeah. Insane. It's crazy. Nah, they do now. They it do now, yeah. 20, yeah, I think it was 2017, the first time they took, but he, was, they, he, he got married in 2013 to Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like what? four or five years, married to the biggest hip hop artist yeah, in I the think, world. I think Kendall went clear with the modeling thing as yeah. well. So yeah. like, it was kind of like a no-brainer for him, really. Yeah. So like, it was just a huge, like you say, a huge family. What do you think of them? Um... I don't know. I do, honestly. I love them. I think they're amazing. Ah, I quite like them. I, 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 I love Kim in terms of what she does for her business. Like, yeah, I, I think like she's such a iconic. They're incredible, you know, like yeah. incredible. Chris Jenner, incredible. Kylie as well. I yeah. love Kylie yeah. as well for what she does in business. Um, but like Courtney and Chloe, I don't really like. No one really cares about Courtney and Chloe. Yeah, I think if you Courtney's watch, the, just famous for a relationship. I think if you watch the Kardashians, I don't. But um, my brother's girlfriend watched Kardashians. A lot of people I speak to when they come in, like girls watch Kardashians yeah. who wait for us. Like apparently, Courtney's like funny. Like like they like Courtney, buzz really? Courtney. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've nice. been watching it recently, the new series with my girlfriend yeah. and that. But it's literally to be honest, you like you've got to give it to them. Like they're literally like vlogging the whole. Well, not like they are basically vlogging the whole life and stuff, and like putting it out there for everyone to see. And yeah. I think like that in itself is just like you know you kind of got to respect that. Like who yeah. in the world, the most famous people, like really want to put everything about their life out yeah. there and like I'm let people shit ton of money. Though. Yeah, but it's not about <laughs> that. I said like obviously it's like you know it's a hundred percent about marketing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defo, like, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, that was something I was going to say to you before when you mentioned when we was in the office. Like you said, you want a videographer. Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, the idea for us is worst comes to worst, right? Like we've always got this content from when we was younger. That's a memory, yeah. and we'll get yeah. to it back on. Like, <laughs> Even it, if you're sit- sitting in a shed one day, all together as boys, you can put that on. Yeah. Just that It'll be have best. a good time. Like, yeah. do you remember like, when we was doing? Kanye's that? talk. Kanye's documentary, oh, yeah. genius. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. I've seen it four times. Like, I love it. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, I'm going to rewatch it. Are you a big fan of Kanye? Like love him like yeah, incredible like i only started listening to him as well in 2017 really so i had all his albums from the college dropout from when i was 17 years old just to listen to just to listen to so i was very lucky in that sense going back and listening to those incredible. i think that's only when i got into him as soon as i got into reselling that's when i like properly got into him and things yeah. like that but yeah because that's where you I were buying a lot of his yeah. product that's, what that's I mean. where i got into reselling from through i wanted the uses that kanye was rocking yeah i, I wanted him. it's incredible what he's done because if you compare him to drake Drake's a bigger artist in terms of records sold and stuff like that. But in terms of like impact. net worth and like impact on culture, um, I think that's the way Drake's I going. Th- he's trying I, to... I think Drake will definitely be up there in the billions. Like, you soon. think? He's, oh. only, he's only worth 180 million at the moment. Nah, that's honestly... I, you I, don't I think that's 100% true? promise you that is utter bullshit on yeah. Google. Drake is worth over half a billion. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Easily over half a billion. Easily. His plane's 200 million. Yeah. His, mm. his house is 100 million, 300 million just there in just two assets. Yeah, that's Drake, true. I can promise you, is worth over half a billion. Easily. I'm just protective over Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. You can, can kind of see why it's like that. I think Drake's very, obviously, Kanye's very private as well, but Drake's like extremely private in what yeah. he does. And yeah, Drake's like extremely private. Yeah, especially yeah, with yeah. his kids. Yeah. What's your, okay, top three rappers, in my opinion, J. Cole, Drake, and Kanye. What position would you put them in? 
to like top to top to bottom top three depends on like it's totally dependent like because it can just as like as just like if you had to choose fulfilling fulfilling me like drake because he yeah. he relates to real life and real life people for me okay and he, like the way that he, he's got is drake is caption rap so like everyone writes lyrics from drake drake's like mm-hmm. um songs and puts them as captions and they're, yeah, like, yeah. they're so yeah. relatable yeah. very culture very culture yeah. orientated yeah like it just it relates to the average man in terms of like whether it's women yeah whether he wants to flex on people yeah like he's got all different like styles yeah. within his like yeah. come up and everything like yeah, it's yeah. insane yeah within his own right so um that's what appeals to me but then kendrick raps like a certain way mm-hmm. and he appeals to like a certain audience that, that way i never mentioned kendrick just because i've never given him the time of day i never really listened no, to him Kendrick is an absolutely phenomenal rapper. Potentially the greatest of all time, no question. Yeah. Potentially the greatest of all time, but it's still not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to his album. I'll listen to it. I'll listen yeah. to singles. But like, you won't like, if I'm getting in the whip, like you won't hear me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put on that new Kendrick. Like, J. Cole? Nah, I don't listen to Cole wow. at all. I like I find Cole. That I, crazy. I, I know Cole's unbelievable, yeah, yeah. but for some reason- His lyrics are incredible. Yeah, but for um, some reason it just doesn't hit me. He, like he's that. like on par with Kanye for me. Yeah. I think Drake's below them for me. Really? Yeah, I yeah. I'm going to go Drake and Kanye top two. And you then think? third, I don't know who I'd give third to, to be honest. Little baby. <laughs> nah. Definitely. Little baby. <laughs> I don't know. It's got to be Pac or Big. I like him. Um, yeah. I love Jack Harlow. Oh, yeah. He's so popular. Do, do you know what the annoying thing is? Like, it's not annoying, but I, I, I say no, this it's to a everyone. Bit corny, nah, I was on to so. him two, three years ago, and then everyone loves him now. Like, I was on to him, like, obviously it's not long ago, but two, yeah. three years ago. Like wh- wh- when his first album came out, and then when obviously What's Poppin' came out, and then um, Industry Baby, like that was still like he, ne- he wasn't banging fully yeah, then, but like bubbling, but the one that made him bang to the masses, masses was First Class. Yeah, yeah that was a, that, that, see, that was that was a prime example of how to use TikTok. That was the, yeah. that's probably yeah. the biggest song to come off of TikTok yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember when he first dropped it, and it was sat around twenty million views for a few days. Yeah, and then he did a dancing video to it. And oh, when he was like sticking up his fingers like, and nah, that, nah, yeah. Not that one. No. He did that one in the studio. Yeah, yeah. He did the hand signs. And then he was doing one um, in like um, a production set. Oh, really? he was just like literally just twisting his feet left, right um, with another guy. And it just it went clear. 60 million views and everyone was using the sound. Yeah. But he's not soft. He's onto, he's onto that was, what works. That was uh, an example for me of how things can be portrayed differently because I thought that that sample, like the glamorous sample is like an iconic sample in hip hop. Mm-hmm. For then him to use it and catch all that attention was perfect, but I also thought the rest of the song was pretty mid. Yeah, compared to like that and like that G L A. That's yeah, yeah, an yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, catch to be line. to be fair, it's phenomenal. I I to be yeah, I probably agree with you. I yeah, it's absolutely think, phenomenal. Like, and now you've said it, it's like yeah, like is me me and um, Josh who works for us. We always say this about Jack Harlow. Like, if you actually listen to his lyrics, they're not that good. Nah, nah, they're I not that good. Yeah. But like, it's like I would give him. Um, I, if, I took, to it, like, if I took 100 grand out, I think my granddad would faint. faint yeah, so I'm yeah. not going to take 100 grand out. Yeah. Like, what, what's that line? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? But like, it's just like, it is very vibing music. Yeah, yeah it's just bop your head, yeah. like, yeah. You can pop it in the club. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. What he's, got. he's got that flow. And I think there's four or five bangers that you can pop your head to on his new album. Yeah, yeah, Class, for sure. class. For sure. Churchill Downs is a tune. Yeah, heavy. Obviously, you like his Drake, innit? Yeah, I think, um, Side Chick. I don't remember. No. And then State Fair, one of the last ones. I've heard State Fair, but I can't like. And then Nailtech came out earlier this year. Yeah, Nailtech's uh, Nail pops as well. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's crazy how we just ended up on hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> one way to end it off. Pretty relatable. We've got, um, I want to talk a little bit more about Lux Collective. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, literally, like, how, how did you actually get into Lux Collective? Where did it all start? Because you started with your brother. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like I was saying, there's a big trend of menswear 
um, pages in Liverpool um, early on. Yeah. yeah. So like I could probably name you off the top of my head ten menswear pages now that were but like there was hundreds like hundreds yeah. because what people would do like I was saying Liverpool is like very fashion based and trend based city mm. that lads would have loads and loads of designer clobber in their wardrobe they'd literally just create an Instagram page because it's when you could sell major through DMs yeah so they'd uh, get clothes out the wardrobe take a picture list the size price condition brands whatever mm. and people just make them left right and center yeah. and I was looking. Because I, 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 like, I grew up in an affluent area and there was always kids wearing designer stuff. I would always be wearing my brother's hand-me-downs. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's why second-hand stuff to me was just normal because I'd always wear second-hand stuff. Yeah. loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the back of my head, I was always like, I want to be dressing like the people I'm around as a kid. But if I asked my mum and dad, can you can I have this for 300 quid, a T-shirt? Like, smack me or something. <laughs> yeah. not getting 300, 300 quid on yeah. a piece of cotton. Yeah, I know. And, um, and and I was I would always be looking through these second-hand pages um, like pre-love pages of of menswear yeah and then i like my bedroom's here joe's bedroom here we always used to share a bedroom together but when he came back from uni he, he moved into the bedroom next to me because my sister moved out and one day i was just like oh, I, I can do this better i can these pages that are getting created i can do it better like mm-hmm. i can do it much more professional i can create a website and um, i could provide a much better service and i was like had you purchased from them no before? never no um maybe like so like a friend did one, my brother's friend did one and maybe like I seen one in like his house and I was like, oh, yeah. can I have that? But I never like messaged the page yeah. and like, can I buy this off you? I don't think I've ever bought anything like that. I have actually, shopper. I can't remember. It's, it was, it's literally a shop in Liverpool. I yeah. can't think what it's called and I can't remember Exec. what it's called. That's the one, Yeah, that, that, was, exact, that was my brother's mate. That really was my brother's mate, wild. yeah. I don't yeah. think he does it anymore. I think... Um, he ended up getting quite a big shop in the end. Yeah, he had a in the Baltic. One and then he got a bit in the Baltic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my brother's mate who we kind of got inspo from because he was doing menswear. And like I was saying, I was going, he can do, like, we can do better yeah. than this. Wild. But I was like... Is that guy who bought the LV pouch? Or? No, not the LV pouch. Um, so it's just like a Moncler jacket. It's yeah, like yeah. It's a pop jacket. I yeah, think yeah. I might have bought like, Very popular in Liverpool then. Yeah. But I, I was like, if we are going to do it better, we can't do menswear because that was be if, we, yeah, if, that we, if we want to grow quickly, we can't do the same as everyone else. As everyone else. Yeah. So I, I, I swear to God, I looked through Instagram for women's wear pre-love pages couldn't find one this is really? 2018 like, couldn't find one wow. literally joe's bedroom here my bedroom here i was like joe he's like yeah i was like do you know all these pre-love men's pages like shouting he's like yeah i was like there's not a women's one you know he's like let me check so he checked as well couldn't yeah. find one he was like that's the main market for fashion too w- yeah yeah this, yeah was this your first business at this point yeah like yeah, yeah like first proper business obviously yeah. we did side hustles and reselling yeah, yeah, yeah. but first proper business i was like do you want to start a women's one Swear to God, <laughs> without like second thought, he's like, "Yeah, let's do it." That was it. That's how it started. That's how it started. Was it always called Lux Collective? Yeah. So I was thinking on the way up here, are you going to ask me this question? How we came up with the name? So when I've always been coming up with ideas of when to start a brand, it's always been luxury, fashion, France. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking maybe Italy. So th- there was always Lusso Collection or Lusso yeah, Collective. Yeah. Thinking of the name, mm. and I was like, Lux Collective. I sent a screenshot to Joe of all the ones that I came up with, and he just picked Lux Collective. Sounds best one. Let's do that. Mm. Simple. Nice. Like, it doesn't necessarily say what it is, but it just screams luxury. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, lux is luxury. In yeah, in French. French. And then yeah. collective. It's like a collective. I think it works really well. Yeah. Like, you can definitely just, just like get a general Very, idea very easy. Yeah, very easy. Because otherwise, like I'm very bad at decision making. If I have to think too long, yeah. my head falls off. So that's why I, a bit ADHD. I make quick decisions. I want to yeah. do it quickly. If I don't do it, like I won't do it. Um. So yeah, like it was just very easy. Just, just an easy name so to go with. You think, so you think, as you like you just mentioned um you got into 
is it you got into the business because you was getting handed downs from your brother in the second yeah. and the second hand market pre-love yeah 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 um, it was just very natural to me it was yeah. very natural to be like um like you can have this like like mm-hmm. it, it just because i'm done with it doesn't mean doesn't that you something. can't have yeah. it um, things and, can always be polished up as well and i think yeah. like some of the stuff we have like looks so brand new yeah. like um before i left the office before they were showing me a pair of trainers and we were deciding on the condition of them and i was like they look brand new and they were like yeah i know but they're not i was like crazy because obviously i don't deal with the product yeah. so much anymore yeah i was like whoever gets them they're going to be buzzing because that's they look sick. brand new but they'll be at a pre-owned price yeah unbelievable so you love to see though yeah like, literally that's amazing because people like there's definitely a, a, a portion of our customers there's people who are conscious about the environment there's people who just love the story of designer bags and designer shoes and they want to carry on the story. There's people who love rare items who you can't get them anymore. Yeah. But it's just genuinely people who can't afford luxury items who shop with us. Yeah. So they must be buzzing when they get yeah. something from us because sometimes I would say 60, 70% of the time, the condition is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so sick. But so, do, you, do you get a lot of men buying from you? Um, because with it being accessory based on yeah, yeah. bags and stuff like that, I've got LV bags yeah. that are unisex. Like I know I've yeah, I've seen them on your Instagram. They're sick. Yeah, rocket. Like you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. So like I imagine like if I was to look through your website, yeah, I know for a fact I would find bags that I would wear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure. Just curious if you get a lot of men. So we 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 only ever did women's bags, like full full fully women's bags, and then we've started to go into uni unisex bags. Yeah. Um. But obviously we get a, me- a lot of men buying for their Girls. girlfriends um or partners or whatever and then yeah we do get men buying like keepers yeah, yeah. um crossbody bags yeah. so like um the dior oblique bag it came yeah, in yeah. i was like i'll have that because like because like it came in from a girl but i was like i like yeah. it i, I bought it. myself a um, dior monogram literally two years ago and then my ex-girlfriend still has it now <laughs> <laughs> so if you're watching give it in back um but yeah um we're chatting we're chatting we're chatting that's all like that's yeah. all plans and i think yeah that's awesome have you ever had any like major clients like big names yeah yes few bit few big names like um i don't want to say them just in case they don't yeah, want to come yeah. back to us so like and obviously if i don't say them that also entices other big names to come yeah. to us yeah um, and we want to keep those kind of private but yeah footballers wives obviously being from an area that has a lot of footballers, footballers wives that live yeah. in it um, we get we get a lot of footballers wives, actors actresses yeah. um things like that i've we've um so one of my friends owns a Cartier eyewear business. Yeah. And he's just sold some Cartiers to a major Manchester United player and he won't let us post it. Yeah. Like, he just won't let us post it. Yeah, but you can understand why. Was, I, I, went, I was on TikTok the other day and it Those was him. Those got content bangs as well. It was him and another player um, together and they was like walking around and they just met up with these kids and he's on the video wearing these glasses and oh, I'm just like, I can't even like, stinker. I can't even use it for my own page. I think just it's for like, like client kind of like, um, you just want to keep them close in it, and you don't yeah. want you don't want to reveal too much in case they do get because you obviously it's probably not a, a problem, but you want to get their permission first, and obviously yeah. like it's yeah. hard to get permission when you've been asked face to face now. Yeah, especially but, yeah. if it's like the first time purchasing from you, you don't yeah, want to like yeah. be too pushy, like kind of kind of use this for promotion. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, exactly. Because long term, you know they're going to be a class client for you. Yeah, and it's not even just about clients as well, like relationships. Like there's a lot of people that like I've become I've become friends with. Yeah, whether exactly. Clients yeah. or like whether they've just met them through the business and. You just don't want to have to ruin that relationship by making it too, too business and yeah, yeah, like yeah. seeming greedy from the situation. Yeah, I think that's why working with influencers is quite hard as well. Yeah, and um, because it does get that like that with them. If you become too personal, it becomes th- like they're taking the piss a bit too much. But if it becomes too professional, I just don't think it ever works as well. 
because as I like I was saying to you before, uh, Coach Force on TikTok, he does ads all the time. Mm-hmm. But if you look through his TikTok, you won't be able to tell me it was an ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, I've just seen, oh, you know, it's a perfect one. You know, got to be the her product. Yeah. Bro, I've just seen over the past three days, um, like these like random kids, not not influencers, yeah. just random TikTokers. Yeah. Like normal, couple thousand followers. Yeah. And they go through an exact routine yeah. of like, so like you- How do you do the How hair? do you style your hair? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, um, I wet my hair a little bit, like just make sure it's damp, but not dry. They all say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's no ad or anything in there. Yeah. And then it's like I get my got to be product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so I, subconscious I, though. I put it in my mousse, but there's no there's no hashtags on it or yeah. anything. But it's just like you see that brand thing and yeah. nailed that. That's yeah. a perfect campaign mm-hmm. for them. Absolutely amazing. Campaign. Loads of micro influencers. What we've what I've just realised as well in the last week through you know Andrew Tate, yeah. the um, guy. Um, I've seen it on another TikTok. I think it was a Sidemen talk. Oh, I was Cal Freezy or something. Um, they were saying that what he's done for his business is he's got people reacting yeah. to his course. Yeah. He doesn't care. Does like he? He's got people, people reacting to well. it. So then it's like people are just literally buying it and it's not even influencers that are reacting to it. It's just normal people yeah. that make TikToks because you don't need to be viral. Yeah. Like viral following anyway on TikTok yeah. to have a TikTok that goes... For, for, so TikTok's like a content-based app instead of like um, a follower-based app. Yeah, so you, you describe Instagram as a follower-based app because you only see what the followers. They've obviously changed it a little bit now and put people you don't follow in your feed but like with tiktok like like i said at the beginning when i had 200 followers i got a video that got 300,000 like uh, views yeah so well, like we started anyone zero, can go we? viral yeah, we've done it a couple of times we started like, out zero like, and then did the did the ones yeah. at the world cup and just rocked it up to 30k yeah. at the time crazy and like if you get like a five miller like you're literally talking like 30k followers conversion like the amount of like profile views you're getting from like a five yeah. million view tiktok is oh, insane it does what, website visits like major as well yeah, yeah we get mad website visits yeah yeah it. yeah what's been like your biggest have you had like a biggest TikTok that's done like the most traffic and stuff oh, like yeah. that? Yeah, so the biggest TikTok I've ever had, it's got taken down. So it's still on my feed. Says um, breaching community guidelines. Mm. So obviously we get a lot of fakes in through people mm-hmm. who sell us fake or try to sell us fakes. Mm-hmm. And then we use them. For, so when we get a fake in, sometimes I'm like, yes, we can use it yeah. for content. Mm. So it got 12 million views. That's the biggest one yeah. we've had. Nice. Um, Two million likes. Yeah. <laughs> but it got, we went up probably yeah. about 400,000 followers. <sighs> Just off that one TikTok. Wow. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Wow. What What's like the situation when you get sent to fake and someone's trying to have you off? Like, um, what do you, how do you deal with that? So, I, like, I like to be careful with the phrases when people say have you off. But to be fair, on TikTok, I don't. I go, someone tried to scam us. Yeah. <laughs> That's just to try and get... Yeah. People, yeah. <laughs> so people are like, oh, who's trying to scam me? And then it gets people to be like, well, maybe they're not trying to scam you. Maybe they're just sending it in. Yeah. I fully well know. Maybe yeah. they've just either been given it as a gift, yeah. been handed it down from a friend, a, um, a brother, a sister, um, whatever. They just ended up with it, bought it from a charity shop, maybe and just want to sell it. So sometimes they don't have the foggiest. And sometimes they just, sometimes they just chance it and see like, I'll get it authenticated anyway. So Because even yeah. if they reject it, like I know whether it's real or not. Yeah. Um. So like, what happens is they send it in. We just check it. If it's re- if it's condition checked and authenticated, we'll um, send them the money. If it's either bad condition or it's something is on the shoe or on the bag that they never mentioned, we mark the price just down. Not as described. Yeah. yeah, not as described. We mark the price down a little bit and then send them the offer. If they accept, we send them the money. If not, we send it them back. And then if it's fake, we just let them know that it's fake and then just send it them back. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. What are like some of the brands that are like the most popular for you at the moment? Yeah, so um, Balenciaga, obviously. Really? Well, Still. S- s- Speed Shoes. Mad. Um, Speed Shoes Lace Ups. Yep. Speed Shoes 2.0s. Speed Shoes 2.0 Lace Ups. 
the variation of sneakers that Balenciaga do are amazing. They took over the sneakers. Took over. Took over, and I, I think it's since the Triple S. Uh, so that, I think it was even before, to be honest, because like you said, the arenas back in the day. Nah, but like when I mean take over. as well. But yeah, then yeah, it yeah. was 100% the Triple S was like, when I think it was like, um, it's like Rocky put them on the first time and I was like, jeez, yeah. uh, those are just going to go to the moon. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So Triple S, but then you got tracks, track twos, track threes. And then the runners as well, the one, mm. like just the, um, things Sick, like. so sick. The new runners that came out as well, the ones that look like ASICs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, them, um, I watch this back and think, oh, I didn't name them, but they've got so many, so many shoes. Speeding it, that was it. That was the yeah, word. and then popped it. Louis Vuitton will and forever always be massive for yeah, us. It's a busy and I think for every reseller. Do you know yeah, we get a lot of Chanel. I've got a lot of Chanel on the website, so if anyone wants to buy a Chanel, go and buy a Chanel because <laughs> <laughs> they're like three, four, five, six thousand pounds. Yeah, they're, so they, they're they're expensive. But I'd imagine, I, from my perspective, and that don't know, but that's just my vision because that's what I would go for. Would yeah, be LV, of course, Chanel, Dior. Dior. That'd yeah. be like my three pickings. I, I wouldn't, but I'm not fussed on Gucci. Yeah. But if I was to go buy my girl a bag, I'd be LV, Chanel, yeah. or Dior. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think um, back in the day, what first made us sell a lot, like just all the time, like with obviously we do drops, so we drop our footwear on a Wednesday. Um, we'd upload like 20 pairs of Alexander McQueen's and a doggo. Really? Like all of them. Like because they were just so popular at the time. I, like the, the, they're not anywhere near as popular as they used to be. They still sell. I reckon this is the last year, maybe yeah. 18 months of them, and we won't see them that much anymore. But oh, if, if we obviously if we sell them for the right price, they'll always sell. Mm. But what we could get for them was pretty much just 100 quid off retail. Have you not thought about it. like expanding into Europe? Because I noticed a trend, like obviously, I have different places, different fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think I went to when I went to Paris, there was like I can't remember what shoe it was, but it was like an old style shoe. It might have been McQueen's, but like everyone was like rocking McQueen's, yeah. for example. Like, and it's like that was like two years ago in three Europe. Years ago in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So obviously, in the UK it was it's not like that at all now. Yeah. You get like a lot of international orders. So and things like that. we want to have international orders. We want to have European orders. We do get them, but we either let them be aware of the situation. So obviously, customs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we send customs out, we we Bloody we Brexit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't want. We don't want our customers to pay 20% of the customs of course, yeah. and we don't want to pay it because yeah. it, it cuts into our That's profit margin, margin like yeah. a, a lot a, it cuts into a lot of our profit margin so if we do go into Europe we're going to have to get a base well when we go into Europe because we are going to do it we just don't know when probably three four five years time maybe we're going to have to get a base in Europe yeah. obviously because then it cuts out customs we can send yeah. directly from there so yeah it's definitely on the cards it's definitely in our plans but we can't do it from the UK because if people are paying 20% extra on a pre-loved item like, basically, like basically brand new, so, yeah. like especially with Louis Vuitton because it keeps its value so much. Yeah, yeah. And Chanel, like they just basically mm. might as well buy brand new. Which a, sl- is... a lot of like lookbook collections are already over retail prices. Yeah, well. yeah, like, yeah. My bag, um, I got from LV. Like the cheapest one you can find online is like ten grand. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, you know mm. what I mean. Like if you like pre loved that's gonna be it's like. And if you want to sell that abroad like, to someone who wants to buy, it's twelve grand. So it's yeah, already, yeah. already two grand more than what you want to yeah, sell. It's, it's screwed. Yeah. So that's why the big thing for StockX was because they were so American based. Yeah. Like they had to get a um, base abroad. They Dublin, to, are they? Uh, they? I think they got they got a space in London. London. Yeah. yeah okay. They um, still have issues with customs then, surely, because obviously London to Europe. They might have a base in so Europe as well. Have a Europe base as yeah, well. yeah, I would. They mm-hmm. definitely probably yeah, do. It's a billion dollar company. Be, yeah, so uh, it, it must Dan be interesting. Gilbert don't play games. Yeah, it must be interesting how it works. Like, I wonder if all the pairs that you buy in the UK have like been from sent the, from the like to the UK to the UK. Nah, so I've bought Yeezy Desert Boots before, and they're from Germany. Okay, it says where they're from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they must StockX must just yeah. buy the custom fee. 
They just must take it. That's heavy. Yeah. And I suppose Unless they're like skimming it somehow. They don't yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. How does it work? If you was to like ship your stuff over to like France, let's say, yeah. would you have to pay the import fee even if you're just like shipping it from base to base? Nah, so just based on the customer. Yeah, yeah. So you either say you either pay it before you send it yep. or the customer will just be delivered with it. Yeah. And if as a brand, we don't want to be nah, no seen way. as a brand that dumps a dumps an extra charge, an extra charge on your door. But it's not actually you, the brand, it's the shipping company. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like when I order something so from... The government, it's the yeah, government. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's just VAT, isn't it? That's yeah. It. It's just literally but, like they want their piece so of with our So with our company, because it's pre-love stuff, the VAT has already been paid on it. Yep. But as a company... We can't claim VAT back, but we still have to pay it. Yeah, oh, so that's horrible. That's our game. <laughs> horrible. We don't pay yeah. anything that's VAT, like yeah. we, because everything's all like outsourced or like on a like a lower end scale. Like with a lot employees of the as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's so, mainly our outgoings. There's nothing in our expenses really that we can claim back. I think there's been. Do you any other questions? Um, just wanna, I don't think I do. Um, got any wide words of wise words of wisdom for wise people out there? Of wisdom. So I've got. I've got notes on my phone of things that I always think of and I'm like, this is what I would tell my younger self possibly. Yeah, yep. that's, that's that's perfect. You, you know what, so we, I want to start doing something like, you know, Stephen Bartlett, he always yeah. leaves, he he leaves something at the end of the podcast. The next guest as well. Ooh, that's yeah. quite interesting. Ooh, that's cheeky. I, I like that. So, um, things I would tell my younger self yep. or... Yeah, definitely things I'll tell my younger self is put yourself. What, what, what age are you telling yourself at this at? Like 15, 16. 15, 16. Because like 10 years ago, I'm still a kid. I don't really know yeah. what I was doing. Yeah. Uh, 15, 16, where you can consciously think about yeah. things. Where you're going to move towards. Yeah, like you, you're starting to think about what you're going to do when you leave school. Yeah. Um, put yourself first. So there's definitely been in situations where I've put other people first, whether that be an ex-girlfriend, whether that be... That's um, a massive thing. Yeah, whether that be uh, friends. Like you have to make sure you're... 100% in yourself first before Learn who you, can, you are just like trying to work on your self-awareness mm. um, I think reading more as I was speaking to you before like to yeah. read I think if I was 16 I'd tell myself read now because yes. 16, 22 six years books. Yeah. <laughs> six years of reading I've yeah. missed out on yeah. I've only started reading for the last year year and a half so read more um, don't put money on a pedestal as we were saying before like yeah. it, when you when when you do start to get a little bit of money, you realize it's not it's the not be all and end all. The vibes, no. mm-hmm. And then money creates, in my eyes, money creates an opportunity to have happiness. Yeah, yeah. Like it definitely <clears> contributes. Like I can I can it, now it, travel around the world, and I can go to the south of France, and I can party, and I can have a great time. But I might go yeah. and have a, a shit time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and it, like yeah, and you might have to work ten months of the year hating job and stuff like that, yeah. and not enjoying what you're doing. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. Yeah, hundred percent exactly. So I think the main thing is just try and find what uh, what you enjoy to do obviously it's very very hard we're very lucky we found it in a young age mm. uh, and it's easy just to say to someone just go out and find what you love doing if you can't find it what i would say is just try as many things as possible yeah. try like try and try and try until you because you're not gonna try like if you say to someone or oh, like i haven't found what i love doing we're like well what have you tried and they're like just this it's like we've only tried one thing. Yeah. Try as many people things as trying, possible. That's what people don't do. It's yeah. scary. It's scary. But I think one like I'm reading a book at the moment. It's just and it's saying the only way you will find out is to do. Yeah. So just do. Have you ever read that's How to Influence People? Favorite book. Is it? Favorite book. I've only I've only ever managed to get through like the first. I've read. And I've only read like the first. I've read it three times and listened to it once. Yeah. Favorite oh, book. I might get the audio book on. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. Even just like the first parts that I've read, it's just like wow. So like the, the the phrase that comes out of that book that it, it says is like um, if if you were to take one thing out of this book, let it be that 
try like above everything else try and view the world through another man's eyes yeah. so like empathy other people's perspective paradigm shifts just if you can do that try and understand what someone else is feeling mm. throughout the day daily then you'll have a much more fulfilled and better perspective and a better life massively and that helps a lot in business as well oh yeah. like empathy is my strongest personality trait especially in business and it's helped me deal with challenging situations a lot better that i would have found a lot more challenging if i didn't have empathy i think empathy is such an important trait and then i'll finish off with one more because i've got loads and loads and loads um don't do things to impress others i think just doing doing what makes you happy, happy. is very important yeah um if you're doing it with the thought of i can't wait to post this on instagram and show all my followers i think that's i think that's a risky way to live yeah because i think eventually like your followers just won't care yeah no. it's happy sexy millionaire it's very easy to get into it Stephen Bartlett so he's very current yeah. mm. he's very um he's very very young, young relatable, yeah. Yeah. relatable so like and similar fair, age to yeah. us like he's probably the entrepreneur generation just above us I think he's only 28 Stephen y- is like he 28 30 something like that yeah um so. yeah I, I love him um guy. and then third book is probably The magic of big thinking, yeah. which I'm reading at the moment, and it's it just like a good book. It's just taglines, yeah. The, the, like taglines on, like <laughs> literally books are just taglines. Yeah. Like how to invent and influence people, have you sex millionaire? Like they're all just taglines. Um, the magic of big thinking, it's just about like everything starts with an idea, and if you have that idea, like that table there, all it did was start with an idea of an engineer of how to yeah. build it or whatever that yeah. that table that water bottle start with an idea everything is just started with an idea and there's two types of people there's two types of people who have a thought and want to take action and take action and there's a person who has a thought and wants to take action but never takes action mm. and the world is full of those two people and the ones who take action tend to be the more successful yep. obviously because they're doing they're doing 100%. the action but a very good book to read and that's like mid that mid so i'd say happy sex millionaire to get into it the magic of big thinking and then how to influence influence people and they're very different all those three books amazing sounds amazing thank also. you so much for coming on no problem absolutely literally fantastic i've loved it i appreciate it i i, I want to say thank you for inviting it's, me on it's been my favorite podcast yeah. i've done i've done, a, I've done quite a few that's, that's very um uh, yeah like even I'm just ones that like we've done like ones that i've like been on yeah like, it's still been my favorite one 100 i appreciate that yeah man thank you very much for coming on yeah no, thank you it. ben um yeah so i think that concludes um, this episode of the crep chief podcast thank you ben for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure um and you know we'll see you all in the next one people yeah peace see ya well, honestly that was absolutely it was it was just such an informative and like high energy it conversation so fun, yeah it was just I like think, i think I, I don't know, like being the same age, especially in buzzing off the same things. Like we would even talk about rap then. Yeah, like, literally. Like, I don't know. Yeah. In my mind, I was like, who have we got on to? Yeah, yeah, I, like, I was like, this is so organic and so authentic. And I was like, this is class. And hopefully, you can cut them bits down for TikTok and people will bounce off that as well. Yeah. we'll send like, That's a big debate, the, the top three rappers. Yeah, yeah, yeah big time. 100%. We'll send over the file as well. So if you want to cut it yeah. out, I, so I, I know, I definitely do. will. Yeah. I'll be there. Like,